People love him already. He's got the uh, Rhode Island twang. The long pass to Moore and a pin block from Martin. Tune in to Cam's corner. He's going <laughs> to make it here. Draws the foul for another Rhode Island in one. Podcast his own podcast. It's good off the backboard and in. Kind of great. Hey, we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner Season 3, Episode 21, Episode 89 overall, still on that road to 100 episodes. But today, joining me, the first ever female guest to hop on Cam's Corner, way back when Cam's Corner first started, a Johnson, Rhode Island native, just like myself. Joining me for the second time, Merrimack guard, Jamie DeCesare. Jamie, thank you for hopping on. Like we just said before we started, December 15th, 2021 was the last time we talked. A lot has happened, obviously, during that time. So first and foremost, thank you for hopping back on, and how have you been? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. It's been a long time coming and I watch all your videos and you just keep doing amazing things. So I'm lucky to be here and I'm thankful that you asked me. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. And last time we talked too, it was closer to things getting back to normal, like after COVID. Um, you were granted another year of eligibility to play during that time. Um, you know, was that something you thought about or was it kind of like, yeah, I'm definitely going to take another year playing ball. Like I'm going to take this, I'm not going to take it for granted kind of thing. Yeah, um, it was definitely a no-brainer that I was going to take that extra year. Um, basketball has been a big part of my life, and having a, another year to continue in playing was something that I knew I definitely wanted to do because, like, now we're in – we have three games left, and basketball for me is, like, going to be over soon. So that decision was a no-brainer, and I knew, like, from the start, like, I wanted to play basketball, continue as long as I could, but – on the other end, I'm also going to be getting a master's and with the master's education, like it can go very far and what I want to do after basketball. So that was just like a no brainer, um, in my opinion. What's your major? What do you study? So I got my bachelor's in uh, business administration with concentrations in accounting and sports management. And now I'm getting my master's in management. But I've come to the conclusion that I think I want to go to in the sports route so I'm trying to uh, after this I will be applying for like sport um, jobs in college athletics so that's the route I want to take after basketball on like the business side and everything yeah nice. maybe okay. working with the team like as a director of basketball operations or some behind the scenes work like operation stuff so we'll see when you know the time comes but just for focus sure. on finishing school and finishing basketball and then I'll worry about that for sure. Yeah. The season's almost over. I mean, you guys got like final stretch right now. I mean, each year for you, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves and we'll get into all the stats and accolades and everything like that. But do you feel, you know, as the years went on, like I said, we haven't talked since 2021. So do you feel like any different, or have you felt any different on the court as far as like the pace of your game? Um, you know, more so than not, because every year, like I said, those numbers increase. So what have you seen change since the last time we spoke? Yeah, I would definitely say like from last time we spoke, I, definitely become into more of a pass first point guard um that was something that was asked of me by my coaching staff so um I just took on that role and then something else was um being a leader I just felt as though um I needed to step into a leadership role in the past uh two years so that was something that has translated from on the court as well as also like taking care of off the court stuff translates to on the court. So um, I just go out there every game and just try and be me, but I would definitely say those were the two um, big like keys that I tried to uh, improve on since we last spoke. Did the game feel, does it feel any different or is it just kind of feeling more and more natural as years go on? Obviously, yeah. you know, playing since you were a little kid, but since that yeah. last time, like anything different besides, besides no. like the role that you play. Yeah, no, nothing has changed. Honestly, for me, I know when, um, 
I need to get my teammates involved. I need to know when it's my turn to step up. And, and I just think like growing and learning like the college basketball now for five years, like it's just obviously the first year as a freshman, the pace, everything like all that is different. But I mean, now being in, in year five, I think nothing has really changed. And I just go out there and just, you know, try to be me, try to do all the little things. Like it's not necessarily about scoring all the time, um, but I just try to do like take charges, uh, rebounds, assists. So that's all I try to worry about. And just at the end of the day, I'll just do anything to uh, get the win. Yeah, I'm not sure how Merrimack does it. I'm sure they do it kind of similar because, I mean, obviously I've covered some URI women's games and there's like mm -hmm. uh, post-game media availability. So the coach will talk and if they if they win, the players will talk as well. Um, have you feel have yeah. you felt like more comfortable in front of the media uh, as far as like interviews and things like that since your sophomore year? Yeah, so we're not a school that really does that unless like we we have a game on ESPN or or recently a couple of weeks ago, uh, sports communication class at Merrimack uh, actually came to the game and did interviews after, which was pretty cool. But I would say, um, yes, I've definitely grown and with my like media and it's just like in the beginning, you know, you have those butterflies, you're nervous. But I think that's one thing that I've took a big step in is I feel more confident speaking to people after. And it's just like a, a, a big way to like, you know, take that extra step and and grow up and mature. So I would say I definitely grew in that area. Playing back at LaSalle, does any of those kind of those memories when, you know, like like ESPN will cover your games and like they'll come and interview you. Does that kind of like give you flashbacks of, of playing back at LaSalle? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, yeah, I was just what 15, 16 year old when I was first interviewed at LaSalle, and that was very nerve wracking, I remember. But I think that has set me up for where I am now. And it's just um helped me gain confidence and definitely has like you know, like prepared me and and you know, had those you know some of the answers like in the questions that they're gonna ask you. So, you know, just being prepared with their answers and just, you know. I don't know. It's just helped. It's helped a lot. And just like have that maturity and, you know, just growth. For sure. Yeah. And like, obviously, like with the division one school in Merrimack and um, I know you said you guys don't do it as much, but usually like they'll prep you before you go out there. They'll say like what you're going to hear and, you know, yeah. things like that. So I'm sure that's obviously helped. Like you said, you've seen the growth yeah. from sophomore year, but um, most recent accolade like we were talking about your thousand point game. Um, again, that probably brings back flashbacks from high school, scoring a thousand yeah. points there as well. But, um, you said you're more so now like a pass first point guard, but you're averaging double digits each year. Like I said, those stats go up, um, mm -hmm. that game, you had 16 points. It was a tough loss, but you're the 24th player in Merrimack history to not a thousand points. So, um, obviously you knew you were close. Obviously it was, was wasn't sure if it was going to happen that game, but, um, okay. just by seeing the stat line, I mean, just run me through the adrenaline heading into it and then post game too. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know I was close until, you know, you get to the game before and, you know, people around you are like coming up to you saying all this stuff. And, you know, I just try not to worry about that. At the end of the day, I just try to just go out there, play my game, see what happens. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Like, you know, there's plenty of time of, of games left where you can get it. So I just try not to worry about that. But when I did hit it, it was just like, a you know, the greatest feeling because, my family was courtside just looking over and seeing how proud they were. It was, it was very, it felt very good. And, you know, like having, having them there, they've been supporting me for my whole life and through my basketball career. So it was just an amazing feeling. Yeah. And the write up after that says, uh, the Cesare's name is firmly ingrained in the program's history and there is more to come for the Johnson Rhode Island native. So what does that mean to you 
to know that you're one of the greatest players to ever put on a Merrimack jersey. Yeah, I mean that means everything. I'm I, when I came to Merrimack, my goals when I like when I left was I want to leave a legacy and I want to leave this place better than I found it. And you know that's what I've been trying to do. I hope that I am doing that. And you know just continuing to write my name in the record books is something you know it doesn't really stick right now with me. But I know that at the end of you know, 10 years down the road. And, and when I'm talking to my children about sports, like I know that they can look in the record book and see like my name. And that's just something that I know that it, it won't hit so hard right now, but I know down the uh, the road, it definitely will. So it's just something um that I'll never forget. Yeah. And top six and assists too. Again, the first player in Merrimack mm-hmm. history to reach a thousand points uh, since the transfer from division two up to division one, um, almost top 10 in scoring too. So uh, I mean, you're used to those accolades. You've had them in high school. All that stuff is kind of um, you always had those eyes on you since a young age. But you've you've never carried yourself as like a selfish player or a selfish person. Um, but like my question to that is, you know, having all those eyes on you at such a young age and, you know, being able to bring that same level of play, if not even better to Merrimack. Um, you know, how have you shaped your mindset over the years, like on and off the court to be as consistent as you've been? You know, I just try and just be me. That's that's how I say it's like and I have. I think another thing of that we talked about in the past, like having that mentality of like, when I step on that floor, like no one can stop me. Like I'm the best player on this floor. Like just having that self positive talk and that mentality of like, be you and just do what you know how to do and do what you've been doing since you were such a young kid. Um, it's that's just helped me be that consistent player. And it's helped me like show up when I need to show up. And it's just like having that in the back of my mind to just, keep going. And also recently, like with this past year, it's like, what's also in the back of my mind is like, you have three games left, leave your mark, do like everything you can to make these the best three games of your college career. So that's just where my head's at right now. And I just try, you know, and just go out there and uh, do everything I can to win because at the end of the day, like that winning feeling is, is something that you want to continue. And that's just what I try to do every time I step on the floor. Do you typically show emotion, like uh, happy or frustrated at times? Or is it kind of just, like you said, that mentality kind of, you know, acting like you've been there before type of thing? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, depends on the game, like where we're at. But sometimes you got to enjoy the little moments. Mm-hmm. So I try to celebrate sometimes with my teammates, of course. Like, I know I'm not that type of person to get into it with the other team. But just having those little moments with my teammates, like, it's it's something that, is nice and gets everybody involved and gets them hyped up. So it depends what I do. I'll get involved, but you know, sometimes I just try to stay stay to myself and just remember like you've done this before. Like it's nothing new. It's more so like hype plays, not like trash talk. I don't see you as a trash talker. I don't, I don't trash talk. <laughs> just, just hype my teammates out. Yeah, for sure. And going off that topic again, like we were talking about a thousand points, um, talking about your family a lot, you know, the crowd erupts. The first person you go up to, I think, if I'm not wrong, is your sister. You hand her the thousand yeah. point ball. I think I saw that video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from what I've seen, again, they, they've been your number one supporters, like you just talked about. Um, they continue to show out. They've been at almost every game that's in Merrimack. I mean, well, from what I've seen, I mean, just talk about that. Talk about how they've been such a support staff since day one for you. Yeah, they like I don't think I would be where I am today. All the accolades, everything that I've accomplished in my years of playing basketball without them, like they're always there for me no matter what. And which is also why 
I wanted to pick a school that was close because having them at games is just the greatest feeling that gives you that extra motivation to make them proud and just make them happy at the end of the day. So it like I'm very thankful for them. And I know that without them, like I want to be where I am. Yeah, kind of similar to that too. your sophomore year. Um, I don't think we talked about it that much, but there was a coaching change from your freshman to sophomore year. Um, yeah. Kelly um, Maroney, is that how you say it? Yeah, Kelly Marone. Yeah. So she was named your head coach that year. She's led your mm -hmm. team since that point. You know, how much of an impact has she had on your game and, um, you know, the progress you've been able to make since your sophomore year? Yeah, um, it's definitely hard with the coaching change and, you know, someone who comes in that, that didn't necessarily necessarily recruit you. But I think, um, you know, she was a point guard. She understands like my position. So definitely having a coach that was a point guard is definitely very helpful. And you like the main thing she's helped me is just grow up and mature and be that leader and be that senior point guard. I think that's how I've like, you know, entered this new role as a pass first point guard, like doing more of the little things instead of just relying on scoring. Cause you know, in high school and in middle school, like I was the scorer, like I was that main scorer. So just coming in and like working with her, she's definitely helped me expand my game into more than just scoring and also being a leader. Yeah, has there been like a time where you can think of that she's kind of helped you fought through like adversity, like on and off the court or in practice or something like that, where she's kind of helped you guide and, and get through that? Yeah, so it's it's been a tough, challenging years. Obviously when she got here, she got here with COVID and it was just a lot of off the, store, uh, off the court things that were affecting us on the court. So, you know, she's definitely helped me weave through hard situations with teammates or or you know challenging the games when I'm not having a good game but honestly recently uh this past game when we played St. Francis PA I had I think zero points and at halftime and and she just came up to me and she's like just be you attack the rim do what you know how to do and then I go out there and I score 18 points so it's like she always like has my back in those situations and knows when it's time like let me help this girl. And she's just always been there for me, which has also been very helpful. So, you know, just having that support from her every day is, is something that is very useful and valuable for me. Well, it's just been somebody that's kind of filled that spot as well. Someone that's been able to, you know, be with you throughout the past. I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the last episode, I think, but someone that's been able to be kind of like a mentor that's been in your ear to always guide you through whatever you're going through. Yeah. I would have to say, honestly, my parents, like, you know, there's always those hard days coming home from practice and stuff. And, you know, as as a captain and as a point guard, a lot of stuff falls on you. So having that, it's it's a hard role to be in, but I'm lucky to be in it. But at the end of the day, like I know that whenever I'm struggling or or need someone to talk to or or they just need I need a vent, like they're always there for me. And and that's something that's definitely helped me throughout this year and especially this year. Like they're always been there, been there for me. And my dad is just, you know. He's hard on me, but I know it's out of love and I know he he sees what I can do and he just wants the best for me. So, you know, he's constantly we joke about it all the time, but I wake up some morning to seven text messages of videos of just basketball, like learn basics, like form shooting. But he's just always there to help me and pick me up like when I am down and also like cheer me on when I, I do have a good game. So they're definitely my support system. Yeah, you've had a, a great support staff like we talked about. Um, again, different teammates throughout the years, but just talk about yeah. them as well. Like, uh, 
you know, I'm sure they'll be watching. I hope they're watching. Um, talk about the few players that you've been able to share the court with uh, the majority of the ride with uh, Merrimack. Yeah, so I came in here and I met Diamond, who's also a guard, and Kaylee Thomas, who's also a guard. And we've came to Merrimack together, which also brings me back to why I wanted to continue and take my fifth year at Merrimack. Like, I wanted to finish what we started together and came, I came in with these people. I want to leave with them as well. So they're two people that I know, like always have my back and they're some of the best teammates I've ever had playing basketball. So just having them on the court, like we literally know each other left and right. I know exactly where they're going to be in moments and they always have my back through everything. So just having them by my side and throughout this five years is something that has been amazing and it's a big reason why we all decided to come back to Merrimack because we wouldn't want to play anywhere else with anybody else do you have any like memorable moments with them that kind of defines your friendship one and, and then again like you guys as teammates on the court um I would say last year we were playing sacred heart and all three of us had like double doubles and it was just like the best feeling because like coach comes in afterwards and she was like they just could not stop you three and it's like we just like look at that and we're like, wow, like as seniors, like we came in here together, like we're finishing this together. Like that was a big game for us. Like Sacred Heart was a top team last year. So just having that, that game, that was like, it was just a moment that like we, we shared together and it was like a great feeling and knowing that like we did this work in the beginning and it has set us up for where we are now. So that's just one game that will, I'll never forget. Yeah. How well does that help you gel on the court? I mean, I mean, obviously people talk about chemistry all the time, but being as close as you were with them, how much did that help you guys like progress oh, and get better? Yeah, it helps us so much. We always honestly talk about it all the time. Like we know exactly where each other is going to be. Like if someone fills, you know, they're coming, they're driving, they're going to fill behind. Like you, we just, it's so easy to play with them because we just have been playing together for the past five years. So we literally know each other in and out and, and it's just, helped us and it's translated now that and we're in our grad year it's just it's it's really cool to watch and it's just if it gives you that feeling of comfort knowing that you have somebody who's going to have your back who knows exactly where you're going to be in situation so it's just been great yeah you have kind of like that sixth sense like you know always know where they are yeah. on the court something like that mm -hmm. um so they're not here with you this year or they are they're going to graduate oh, with they you. Are. They are. okay i was going to ask yeah. like if it was any different but they're still with you so that's that's yeah. awesome and i'm sure yeah. that's going to yeah. yeah, help throughout the end of the season. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I saw you got, uh, you got mic'd up past, um, I think it was oh, two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, two years ago. So was that something that you brought up or was that something they wanted to do with you? No, but, uh, so Merrimack that Media. something uh, Merrimack wanted to do and I guess they asked Coach uh, to pick one person. So I guess and I she was... picked you? Yeah, which that was, that was fun. Um, that was, God... Oh, so long ago, but yeah, it was a fun experience and, you know, just having my teammates involved and just trying to be myself on the mic, you know, like just yeah. not, it was cool. Did you try to act any different or was it kind of like, like you knew you no. had a mic on? Like, Yeah, no, that's what I didn't want it to be. You know, like yeah. I don't, you, oh, you act differently. So, no, I just try to be myself and that's literally who I am. You know, some people don't know me as that other person who's like funny, giggly, but mm. there's two sides and. It was it was a fun experience. Yeah, like I, I kind of like related it to me. I tried to relate it to me. Like when I do like if I'm doing vlogs or like in person stuff, <laughs> um, I'm just not used to just talking to a camera or like having like some kind of mic on me. So not that I act different, but I try to act a little more funny or a little, you know, more yeah. out of the box. And 
you know, to mm-hmm. create like entertainment. But um, I feel like yeah. you always have that like that spark and that personality since high school. And um, that was kind of mm-hmm. like the first time you're able to showcase that with Merrimack. Yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. I had um, a lot of people come up to me after that and were like, I didn't know you were that funny. And I was like, yeah, see. <laughs> Did you have that like throughout? Was that like for a game or was that like in practice? That was a for a game. Yeah. Did you have it on throughout the game or no? No, that just after the warm ups, it was that was it. Nice. And that's never happened after that. That was the one time, one thing, one, one time thing. And they've never done it since. So, really? Yeah. All right. Well, we got to go out with a bang. That was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, we talked about memorable moments from high school um, on the last podcast. And I'm sure the 1,000 point game is up there uh, as far as memorable moments and things like that. Um, and again, we, we talked about St. Francis a little bit throughout this episode, but your career high 28 points came from last season. This season, yep. three points shy well, with 25 in one of the games you guys played them. Um, is there something about playing a division rival in St. Francis that like fires you up or anything different going into those games or anything like that? No, you know, I just it's another game for me. But I like last game, 28 points on how many three pointers this game this year. 19 points, no three-pointers. So, you know, I'm just trying to do and give what they take me. Like, if they're going to run me off the line, okay, I'll go to the basket. But, no, it's just another game for me. And it's just – I just try to be myself, and it just happens to be St. Francis every yeah. year. I saw that. I know, I know, like, some players have, like, you know, a certain mindsets when they play different teams or if they've had, like, a bad yeah. game. Last time they played them, they want to come back and, you know, fire back or whatever it is. But um, as far as, again, memorable moments like we talk about, um, a lot of the the great stories that I've heard from my guests all come from like when I th- make them think back to like crazy things that have happened in their career. So outside your 1000 point, what is a moment in Merrimack history that you think back that like defines your career? It's a good question. I would. Every time I get this question, it's probably the same answer. But last year, um, I think it was our last game of the regular season. And we were, this is the first year we could make the playoffs. We couldn't go to March Madness, but we could still make NEC playoffs. And we were, we'd never, like, well, we got to third place my my freshman year. But ever since then, we were, like, towards the lower of the pack. But this game, it, it was for third place. And, you know, the the place was crowded. The whole football team was there. And I just remember there was 13.5 seconds left on the clock. We're tie game and coach had the confidence in me to have the ball in my hands at that last, at the last second. So, you know, I just, and it was actually another moment, which was really cool is we were playing Sarah Bandoma from Johnston. Mm -hmm. She was at St. Francis, Brooklyn. So, um, you know, she just, we ran a screen off play and I get the ball and I go take a left-handed layup over Sarah and that was honestly that was the game winning bucket. So that was just a moment in my Merrimack career. Besides thousand points, everything that was was one feeling that was like wow, that that was incredible. And that's just one game that I will never forget as well. Yeah, for sure. You gotta send me that. You got that on clip. I need that video. Yeah, yeah send me that <laughs> for sure. So yeah. well, we kind of you know again we talked about everything from the last time we talked to the pod. I wanted to end off the podcast talking about the WNBA, you know, in particular. Yeah. Um. You know, I know you said you wanted to do more on the business side, but was the WNBA ever a thought in your mind playing college basketball? You know, as that little kid, that's always your dream. But as you grow up, you realize that some things just aren't going to happen, you know, and sometimes you have to move on from the sport that you love. So I would say 
no, it's not a thought anymore. And um, I know overseas, sometimes people say, oh, is that a thought? But I just think um, my college basketball career and basketball in general, is just, it's over for me. And I just got to, you know, enter the real world, get a real job. So yeah, that came into realization that, you know, you have those high dreams, but sometimes you just don't want to do it anymore. Or, you know, I just played this sport for so long that like, I'm okay with it. You know, yes, it's going to be over at some point. I knew that. So yeah, those aren't those, that's not going to happen. I got you. It's like, what's your favorite part of basketball? Like watching it wise, is it like the WNBA? Is it the NBA? Is it college basketball? Is it women's college uh, basketball? Like what's your favorite to watch? Yeah. All I watch is college basketball, men and women. I just yeah. think I, it's so much enjoyable. It's so competitive. So you know, that's just what I try and watch a lot. But, you know, I'm a big Celtics fan. I obviously watch the Celtics a lot. They're very fun to watch. So just any basketball that's on, I'll, I'll watch, but mainly college. Yeah, I'm torn because I'm a huge Knicks fan. So seeing Joe with the Celtics, it's like, yeah, I know. No. But I'm a, I'm a huge Jalen Brunson fan, so. All right, well, I got, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be tough, though. For me, I, I can't even talk about it because I'll go on for days about the Knicks. But yeah. um, so if you were to work for, uh, an organization or a school like what's your ideal place to work in business and sports you know i'm not picky any place that wants me and like i'll i'll be happy going and working for so um i'm just at the point now that like i just want an opportunity and whatever that opportunity is i'll be happy with uh, but you know the main goal is probably uh, nba's a team or a you know a high division 1 team so but at this point in my life, any opportunity is I'll be grateful for. Yeah, and I'm trying to seek out uh, openings as well because uh, obviously I, I graduate in May as well. And um, a lot of openings for broadcasting have been in the WNBA that I've seen. So uh, if I can start there or if I can start, you know, wherever it is at a high college team, I'll go wherever it is, um, yeah. wherever my skills are applicable to. So um, Yeah, I just, I just look at it as like you always got to start at the bottom and then you work your way. So that's just my mindset. Yeah, and the best thing about working in media is that you're so close to like everything. Like you're so close mm -hmm. to the action. You're so close to meeting these players, coaches, the training staff, whatever it is. Um, in your career, have you ever met uh maybe like a player that you idolized or um like somebody that you looked up to growing up and you get to meet this person through sports that you can remember? Hmm. It's a good question. Um not that I remember, but along those lines what sports has given me is playing at Notre Dame actually yeah you can Neil Ivy for example like I was able to play against her like play at Notre Dame and I was a huge Notre Dame fan growing up and having that opportunity to eventually go play there when they're ranked fifth in the nation was something that was an unforgettable experience and you know just having that experience through sports to go there go to USC I never thought I would go to and play at Southern California but it's just that's what sports does and that's what's just so great about it yeah like for me like I met uh Mike Breen a few years ago um this was before I was at URI I was still at Rick so once I met him and was able to have a conversation with him and, and Kevin Harlan as well I was like this is what I'm gonna do like for the rest of my life so um those moments make you go further they help you you know progress mm -hmm. as the years go on so um, yeah that's all I got for you Jamie I mean everything that we've talked about is kind of up to the current point um I wish you luck in the rest of your career thank um, you the last thing I want to ask obviously the million dollar question I have to ask is what do you think of camp's corner the second time around 
it just keeps getting better and better, honestly. Like I I watch all your all your stuff on Facebook and it's just from where you started to where you are now, it's just completely different and completely like great. And I just, you know, can't see where you can't wait to see where you keep building and building. And I just know that Camps Corner is gonna be one of the best podcasts in the world. I hope so. I appreciate it, Jamie. And um, you know, I'll, I'll keep tabs with you too. I'll be in contact. Uh, this will be out today, posting it later today. So people that are listening, season three again, episode twenty-one, episode eighty-nine, almost to one hundred. So again, Jamie just says we follow Jamie on all social media. Keep up with her for the rest of the season with Merrimack, and we'll see you guys in the next episode of Camps Corner. Heart of break.